from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, with Live Alive, you can get multiple credit points. I've lost control, and I'm switching fan camps. I'm living the Pirate Island life. That's what I'm going to say. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 331. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about Nintendo games, or very, very old Super Famicom games that have finally been released for the Nintendo Switch. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey, Dr. Living Still, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, one more try, Mikowski. I'm John, Yar Knitter. There it is. Tasha? Is that a, yeah, Tasha Yar? Tasha Yar. Yeah. She'll come back good, right? She bury her. A... I saw on Twitter that she uh, got finally got her Blu-ray set of TNG. Oh. I don't know why that she was posting about it, but that's what happened. I was hoping that she so finally got. Her. I was hoping she finally got her Blu-ray of uh, Pet Cemetery. That's what I. That's what I preferred her in. Did you ever? Uh, this is a side note. But did, did you ever watch that documentary that uh, that William Shatner did about like how like crazy the next generation was when they started it? No, but I do remember hearing you told me a little bit about it. Like, yeah, about how like basically like there was like a certain stage that they always use, and they call it like the hell stage or something because it sucks. So yeah, much. it was really bad. It was really hard to get it started. And I guess Tasha Yar was, you know, she was like standing in the background of like all of these, all of these uh, scenes, and she's just like, can you just have somebody else just like be there or just put some fake legs there or something? Because she was just tired of just like standing in the background and not doing anything. Like, I remember that being a thing. Is that why they killed her so weirdly? <laughs> I mean, didn't they, didn't they kill her later in like later seasons? It was the first season, I think. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I just remember like it just being like completely uncomfortable to just have to stand in the background of like whatever shots were like, they were doing like lower on the, on the bridge and all that. Well, she eventually came back as her sister, so... Yeah, there you go. She she was a special guest on a few other episodes after she left the show. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about... This is the Next Generation cast. Yeah. Those first two seasons. Terrible. We should do Terrible. that. I, I, I bet nobody's done a podcast about TNG yet. <laughs> yeah, nobody's ever talked about Star Trek ever. Um, that would be... I mean, Jess would be better on that than me. They've seen all of the Star Treks. All of them. Let's do what we do every week and talk about games that we bought and what we've been playing for the week. My voice sounds so different in here. If I sound like start sounding like super sexy, then you know why. It's that new mic. Because I sound that new mic sexiness. Because I sound different on this mic. I'm kind of like, hey, hey, let's talk about some games. All right. So I played. I played some stuff. John's back. John was gone last week, but you're here. I'm back. Did you Did you get to play any of that uh, DLC stuff for? Mario Strikers that came out while you were gone. 
No, not yet. I didn't try that yet. You haven't you haven't tried uh, Daisy yet? Not yet. No. I know you've really been anticipating playing as Daisy. Oh yeah. So, somehow it was not one of the uh yeah, people who was angry that Daisy was was not included initially, so I don't know. Yeah. But I you... wasn't that that psyched to jump back in just cuz she's in in now. But Shy Guy's in there. I mean, maybe Shy Guy is in there. More, more I do want to try Shy Guy. Yeah. I ended up uh I ended up getting the Capcom Arcade Stadium too or or what is it called? Like it's got a weird name. It's like it's like arcade it's like Capcom Arcade Second Stadium or something like that instead of just being called mm. what you think it would be called. Yeah, it's called Capcom Arcade Second Stadium. It's a weird name. But I wanted, you know, I got those uh I got those free games. I got those free games that I that I got from uh the Capcom Fighting Collection. Well they're not really there's there's only one actually. They they tell you that there's two free, but Sun Sun I guess comes with every Capcom or every Capcom arcade arcade second stadium that you get. You automatically get that for free. So I downloaded it for free just to have it and just to look at it, you know. And I also put in my code and I got three wonders. I ended up buying a Saturday Slam Masters, which is the uh, the Capcom wrestling fighting game that was an arcade. And I, I only got it because I forgot it was on there because it's it's this is the only way you can play it on the Switch is through the Capcom Arcade Second Stadium. So that's kind of weird. Like it didn't release for the fighting collection or anything like that. So and and I have both of those on Genesis and Super Nintendo, but I wanted to play it on the arcade and it was only like four dollars and I think I got it for free with gold points. So so I ended up getting that and I kind of played around with it. There's some interesting options. I think Jeremy, you played the other one. You played the other Capcom arcade collection. I think you talked talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I got that on sale. Does it have all the different uh, view options like this one does, where you can kind of like you can tilt it to where you're looking down at the arcade, or you can kind of make it more like you're looking straight at it, or you can just like make it all full screen. Like there's like different ways you can kind of like make make it so like you can pretend that you're in an arcade. I always just yeah. I always just make it full screen. Like I don't use the arcade in the background. I always think that looks. I weird. like to uh, stretch to fit screens. My favorite. <laughs> really? You do that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I play it. I I do. I did play it with scan lines, but some people hate scan lines. I didn't mind them. Um, yeah, I'm not. But I'm yeah, not you really, can you I'm can kind of really get it to look fan. a little more CRT ish. But as far as the alternate viewpoints, I'm not super fit, fond of that. I feel like it's just wasted screen space. Like mm-hmm. it's just. It's just a little glamour. We don't. Know. I would be upset if it wasn't there. I like to just try that kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. Looks like the arcade machine, you know. But then you go straight to the full, full screen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who. There's got to be somebody out there who just like puts like puts it on scan lines and like curves it or whatever to make it look as shitty as you can. And it's like, yes, this reminds me of that really bad arcade I was at where yeah. you couldn't see anything through the screen. I don't. I don't know who does that. They have to play standing in front of the TV. Yeah, I mean somebody must because they keep putting it in there, right? I yeah. I never, somebody you don't know is standing like right next to you inside your house. My my favorite filter was always no filter for these games, and my favorite background is no. It's background. also your favorite hashtag. No filter. Hey, I got yeah. no filter. No, my face is kind of kind of bright in this in this location here. But yeah, it's you know it's fine. I played I played uh Three Wonders a little bit. It's okay. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a Contra ish game where you like run around and collect stuff. You can shoot at people and you know you can just continue whenever you want and and you can save. You know you can save on any game, so that's cool. So I kind of played it for a second and saved and got. I was like I was like well maybe I'll play this when I'm editing, 
and I did actually edit our expansion pack last night. But I just played a I just played a, a Pokemon Puzzle League and Panel Day Pond while I was doing that. So since we had just talked about that in that episode, so it was a nice. It's a good thing to play. Both those games are great. I went from Pokemon to to Panel Day Pond, and I think they play a little bit different, but you know, very similar. Um, there's a there's an SD Gundam Battle Alliance demo that came out. It was actually only available on the Japanese eShop, so I went and downloaded it from there. But it's completely in English, and I think you can download it at the end of this week on the American eShop. And I just uh, I didn't have much time to play it, but I did play it for like the like 20 minutes before we started here. And it starts it starts in the double up the the 0079 uh, Gundam world, and everything. It's interesting because like when you start off, everything looks real and it looks like regular sized and they're in the middle mm. of a fight with the Zeon and all that, and it looks really cool. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden, like you get pulled out of that world, and then you become little like chibi Gundams for whatever reason. And then it was I was kind of have starting to have like a, a Metroid Federation Force flashbacks when I saw that because it kind of reminded me those little Gundams look a lot like the little mini Metroid uh, the Metroid guys from uh, from that game from Federation Force the Federation guys. Mm. Because they kind of have that same little like visor and it's like the same color. Anyway, it's fine. It's like an action fighting game, you know. And I, I played it. I played it around with it. I got to like the first boss. Apparently, you can play through the whole first chapter on there. I don't know if it carries over to the regular game, but I was interested in it when it was when it was announced on the uh, whatever direct it was. So I was looking into that. But the big one, I guess we have a uh, we have one more week till the release. Actually, we only got like two more days till the release of Xenoblade Chronicles Three the big release, and got to do another Xenoblade Chronicles update here. So I last week, it was uh, when I was talking to Jeremy, I said I was about like 11 hours into uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the Torna country, or Torna, the golden country, and I was like, oh, I must be at the end. You know, I'll be done. I'll be done in no time. Uh, I ended up putting about 34 hours into the game, so I played it for like... 23 hours more after that. <laughs> so, and I try I actually tried to 100% the game, but once I realized that in order to 100% it, I have to beat like all of these super bosses that some of them are like level 99 and I was only at like level 70 and I'm like, I'm not fucking grinding to like level 99 to beat this game. So I just, there's 88 side quests total that you do and then you get like the full complete community for the place. And then spoilers, uh, this the community pretty much gets nuked at the end of the game, so it's like it's kind of sad. It's like all these guys you've been helping out, the whole town gets destroyed. But I mean, but it is, I mean, it is a prequel. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna come out well. Like you're not gonna beat these guys because these are all bosses that you'll see later in Xenoblade Chronicles too. So you kind of expect that. But yeah, I was like, oh, I'll get the hundred, I'll get the eighty-eight side quests, and I got all of them except for the one where you have to you have to defeat all the unique monsters, and those are those are pretty tough. And you also have to meet beat all the golden monsters, and those are the ones that are like eighty five, ninety nine level or whatever. And I'm like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. So I skipped that. But I did do I did do a lot of the um, the up- upgrading of the blade stuff. What's really great about Torna is they they did a lo- they did a lot to try to fix the things that were wrong with um, Xenoblade Chronicles too. Like they uh, instead of like having the gotcha mechanics with the blades, now you only have like so many blades. Like you can't get new ones. These are just the ones that you get, and you'll always have them. And like and the and the side missions aren't really 
based around your blade skills or whatever. You don't have to have like a level three electricity ability to do like a thing and stuff like that, which I've talked about really annoyed me about the other game. And they do, and they, you know, they made like the battle system smoother and they try to explain it better at the beginning and all that stuff. And, and it was, it was fun. It was like a really, I thought it was really good. Like it had a, had a really cool last boss. Like you, you do, I mean, it goes like full mech. So if you're into like mech anime stuff, it's uh it's for you. Like you basically, you know, the guy that you, the guy that you're fighting at the end, Malos, he has a giant robot and then, uh, and then Mithra has a giant robot. So you're basically building up your special meter instead of doing like the, the normal, like a, uh, tag team move that you do you basically build up your special meter and then you can get your mech to fight the other mech like in the background and it's kind of cool like you can kind of see them like flying around and fighting each other like while you're fighting the boss so that was really neat but yeah it goes it goes like mad like mad mech stuff and you get to see some really cool shit and uh for the once you once you defeat the mech with your mech like you you go back to doing like the chain attacks on the boss and uh, my final chain attack i actually the way the game works is there's these um there's these elemental orbs that will float around the guy if you do specific spells. And if you break the elemental orb while you're doing the chain attack, you can continue your, your uh, combo like every time you break the orb. So I did a combo where I broke all of the orbs for the final match. And I ended up doing like 500, like 5 million some damage, which is like the highest I've ever gotten. I like even took a picture of it and posted it. On Sounds it. like a pinball score, not a... RPG game. I think the highest game. I've got is like hundreds of thousands, but not like, but not like five million. But you know, it's a, it's just a, it was a combo. It was like a combo attack that just kept like going and going and going and going. And I think yeah, here the final one was a five million two hundred forty-seven hundred forty-eight. That's the damage. And I and I broke six of the elementals, so that's why it just kept going and going and going. And it works kind of like a Tokyo Mirage Sessions had this, but. It has overkill, so when you like once you kill the guy, you can still keep attacking them to get like extra shit and stuff like that. And I had overkilled for like a couple rounds, like after the guy was already dead. And it was kinda it was kinda easy, but I probably because I'd like had gotten all of the all the side quests before that. But I'm good. I'm all ready for Xenoblade Chronicles three now. I did I ended up beating two and I beat Torn of the Golden Country. So it was great. And I, it had a really cool ending. It had a really nice, like, uh, there's this really fun, like, surprise at the very end that I'm not going to say what it was, but I didn't expect it. Like, you beat the boss, but then there's, like, a whole another... place gets blown up. Well, <laughs> I did say that part. But then after that, there's a whole other part where, where like, a character, like, kind of shows up at the end. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't expect this. So it has this fun little extra battle in there. I was like, okay. And the guy looks uh, pretty, pretty freaky when he comes back. But I beat it. I beat it, and with enough time to jump into Live Alive, which just came out last week. And let me tell you, Live Alive is a great game to play after you've been playing a game like Xenoblade Chronicles, because uh, going from like a hundred plus hour game to a game that's like so focused just into like single stories and vignettes and all that, it's it's a great like palette swap between the two of them. It is really cool, and uh, it's great. I mean, I I've. Uh, I've I've been trying to play I've been playing the stuff that's not on the demo so I wanted to try like stuff that I haven't that I haven't seen yet before and uh, and Jess and I did try to play a little bit of it we played the Edo one the Japanese the Japan one and uh, we kind of got lost because you get pretty you can get lost pretty easy in that place because it's like a big it's it's basically like a big dungeon you know and if you don't know how to work that map correctly you can get lost and I want to go back and try it again now that now that I know how to work the map but I. 
I just started. I was like, all right, I'm gonna start off. I did. I did the Wild West one. I started with that one. That one's like only like an hour long, and it's pretty. Oh, wow. And it's cool, like how the how the different characters work, because like the guy in Wild West, like you can't level up at all. You're just like one level, and you can you know. And I, I'm always I'm always into like RPGs that use guns, like to see how that works. So you can find kind of like fire your gun from fairly par, far away on the map, and still hit the guy, and that's like a really cool mechanic to mess around with. So I was having fun with that, but it, it basically is very similar to a lot of the um, old uh, samurai, ta- the old samurai movies, and uh, you know Clint Eastwood movies, which pretty much ripped that off. But it's kind of like you go to the town, the town's getting attacked by uh, bandits. You have to teach the town how to defend themselves, like that sort of thing. You've seen that trope a billion times. I think that was originally like Yojimbo or Sanjuro. It was one of those uh, Kurosawa plots and then it ended up being in a uh, magnificent seven later which is basically like a remake of those old samurai movies but yeah it was it was cool um it, the game looks gorgeous i mean it's uh it really impresses me all this all the shots that they do and all the like cutaways and all that and i'm like did the super nintendo game really i don't think it had like those close-ups and just all these really good shots of like the doors and like where the buildings are and all that stuff it looks great so I did I did the Wild West one and then I played the the uh, near future one which was the one I was really really excited about. And that's the one that's like the anime one where you play as Akira. Okay. Not to be confused with the movie Akira, but just a guy named Akira. And that's the one where you um where there's the doctor and there's the, there's like a doctor light looking character kind of that has like big spiked up hair. The uh the doctor name that was my middle name that's actually one of the bad guys that you fight. That's one of the villains that you fight. And his name's Dr. Living still. And he just basically looks like an old, like kind of a dead, like zombie guy. Like it's supposed to be like, he's like cheated death for so long that he's like almost dead by now. And it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Like you, uh, you know, you get to fight all these bandits. You're like, kind of, you're in this town and you know, you, you walk around and the, and they're kind of like roaming the streets so you can go and grind if you want. And, uh, you're like, you know, you're an orphan, like your dad was a cop and he was killed by the bandits and, you're at an orphanage and you're protecting all these other kids that are there. And there's also like another like biker guy that has like super spiked, like green hair that you, that you hang out with. And he's like your, he's like your idol. He's like helped out all the orphans like over the years and all that. And there's like a kooky doctor that is totally, he references uh, the back to the future doctor. Cause he does say great Scott a lot in the, in the game, but uh, he has a, he has a robot. He has a giant uh, mech that he built. And he hopes that somebody will eventually be able to pilot it through liquid liquefaction or liquefaction or whatever it's called, where you can basically turn your, um, you can basically take your uh, your identity and put yourself into a robot or something. They actually have a part where they do that, where one of the orphan where the orphans has a turtle that's dying, and he comes in there and takes the personality of the like the soul of the turtle and puts it into a turtle a turtle robot. And that turtle oh, robot, the turtle robot becomes your uh, your buddy, and he's your and he's part of your party, and you fight with the turtle robot. And the That's turtle, so cool. The turtle robot like doesn't level up. You just give the turtle robot items that will enhance the robot. So you kind of like build on it, which is pretty cool. Like I, I mean, I'm really impressed with the game. Like when after coming off of Xenoblade, I was kind of like, eh, you know, live alive. That'll be like whatever, because I was so like, you know, uh, psyched for Xenoblade three. But once I started playing it and getting into it, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I really like this game. But that that near that near future one is really good. That one was around like three and a half hours for for that chapter. So the chapters like vary depending. There's like longer ones and there's shorter ones. So so I've kind of been going back and forth. Like I'll do a long one and then I'll do a short one and then I'll do a long one. That's kind of 
how I'm trying to do it, just from what I know of of the chapters. And I haven't been, I haven't been looking online at all. I only I well actually I looked online one time for for one of them, which was the one I did after this. But, but the near future one was written really well. There were a couple times that I almost was kind of like teary at some parts. Like there were some really good lines. One to, one of the orphans says something, and I'm like, oh, I was like, that's uh, super super heartfelt and sad and all that. And, I tell you, yeah. the music is really good. Oh yeah, yeah the music's fantastic. Nasty. It's a uh, Yoko Shimomura. It's uh, it's very good. It varies very much through all the different, you know. There's different songs for every chapter, so like, there's a lot of different stuff on there. So it's really good. And yeah, there's like a in the in the mech one, they there's like an intro song, like to kind of like an anime that has lyrics and all that, and that's pretty. It it really reminded me a lot of uh, the Mystical Ninjas intros on sixty four, like that same sort of like like that, you know, where it's like the deep like <laughs> operatic anime opening like it's it's great it's wonderful it reminds me of like the impact song and stuff like that yeah i've really been enjoying it and i, I beat i beat the the near the uh near future one which has some has some really cool fights in it like i said you eventually you get to ride the giant robot obviously the giant titan and you can't level that up at all so you have to kind of like just be strategic with that and the final boss you fight like another giant titan and you kind of have the exact same amount of uh, hit points and you have like the same damage between the two of them. So you got to be real, real strategic and try to, you know, find a way to get through. Like I ended up dying the first time and there is, there's some difficult stuff in there. So, so be careful about that. So after, after the, uh, after the mech anime one, I wanted you to be here for this one, John, because I know you don't like RPGs, but I think you would appreciate this one. What's, what's so great about this game is just how different everything is. And I did the, I did the fighting one after that. And you're basically, you're you're like kind of a wrestler, but you're you're more like a fighter, and you your character has like you're like a level two, and you can't level up at all, but basically you fight like you'll fight like six other other like fighters, and it's kind of it's a little bit of a mixture of like Street Fighter and Mega Man, so okay. like so like you'll play you basically the idea is is you play one of the you play one of these uh guy one of these fighters. And you want them to attack you with their special moves. And when they attack you with their special moves, you learn their special moves. And then okay. and then you okay. use those special moves against the other ones. And other ones are are other ones are like weak to certain ones. So it's very much like Mega Man, where you have to like yeah. play the bosses in a certain order to try to like figure out what's gonna work against the next person and all that. And there's a there's that a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of like Street Fighter references in there. I mean Yokoshimamura is the did the soundtrack and she also did the soundtrack for Street Fighter. So it's like so you can tell that those Street really Fighter cool. songs are in there. And I, I mentioned it on our other show on our, on our uh, uh, Patreon show. But there's like um you know it's basically like it's the same song but like some notes are different. But if you know the Street Fighter song you're like, oh okay, well that's that song and that's this song. And there's a you know there's a character in there that looks very much it looks and kind of plays a lot like uh, E Honda their mm. name is uh, Jackie Laco, I think is how you pronounce yeah. that. But it's like, yeah, he's like a sumo wrestler, but he's kind of wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. But there's one of his moves is like the it's, it's called like the Samoan slap, and it's basically like the hundred hand, you know, the hand hundred hand slap. And it'll show you doing it, and a bunch of people around you doing it, so it gives you the idea of doing the hundred hand slap and all that. And I thought you'd get a kick out of it. One of the characters, his name is uh, Max Morgan. I'm sure you know who that's. Uh, he's basically Hulk. Max- He's Hulk Hogan, is what he is. 
Oh, ha. So yeah, instead of Hulk funny. Hogan, it's Max Morgan, but he looks exactly like Hulk Hogan. Like he's got the red, he's got the the blonde, like balding, you know, hair and the and the mustache and all that. And he's Does a he have some kind of like real American theme song going on. Uh, I didn't catch the theme song, but he does say brother, like when you, because whenever you <laughs> fight them, they do like, you know, they'll, they'll say shit to you, which kind of reminds me of uh, Punch-Out as well. Like they'll do little intros where they're like, listen, I'm going to take you down because of whatever. And, and right when, right when he starts, he's like, listen, brother, like it's right, you know, goes right into that. And it's like, okay, yeah, they're not really trying to hide it at all. But he has like an American outfit, like with the stars and stripes and all that. And. And when he does his wrestling moves, there's like big like onomatopoeia. It's like whoosh, like like the big words come around mm-hmm. him and all that. And and I think you can do uh, there's like a suplex, which is a suplex move you can actually like knock out the character for a minute. So that one, I, I thought that Max Morgan was the hardest one out of all the characters because I kind of just did like just went down the way, just starting from the left to right. And when I got to Max Morgan, I got my ass beat. So I went and I played the I went and played the E Honda guy. And the moves that I got from me, Honda, I could actually use against Max Morgan because everything else he wasn't weak against. So I could do whatever uh. and there was like no damage. So I needed so I needed the like moves from the e Honda guy to beat to beat the Hulk Hogan guy. And then after you do all that, you have like a big like, you know, Street Fighter like in the woods. Like uh, it, it kind of reminds me of the the boss in Street Fighter Alpha 3 when you fight uh, M. Bison and there's like you're out you're like out in an open field and the grass is blowing and there's like a crazy there's like a storm going on behind you and there's like mm-hmm. lightning. The ninja like, guidance scenario. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that one's, that one is like when it, you, you see like a skull in the sky when there's like, that's the bison. There's no skull in this one, but, but you go and you fight like this giant, this giant boss guy that's supposed to be like, you know, he's, he's like the, the bison character, but it's not, he's not dressed like bison. He doesn't really fight like bison, but it's along that lines. It's like the character at the top of the arcade ladder and all that. And you can't learn any of their moves, but you have to take all the moves that you learn from everybody else and use them on that person. So there was actually one thing I looked up online, and that was one of the fighters. I could not figure out how to get him to do his other move because whenever you start to fight him, it'll tell you what their two what their two moves are, so you know. And and you know once they do this to you, it'll tell you that you that you learn them, and then you'll be able to use them. But I couldn't get this other one to work, and you have to stand in a certain spot for it to work because the way because it's a grid based fighting system. And how you can make your fights like depend on where people are at. And I had to be like two spaces below the guy to get him to eventually do it. It's called like Fleetfoot is what the is what the thing was. But yeah, I finally got it all. I hope that I mean, I know that there's I haven't looked into it because the final chapter of the game, I guess, brings all the characters together in some way. And it's supposed to be a really creative way that they do it. I don't want to spoil it, so I haven't looked it up yet. But I'm really excited to see what it is because after you play these characters for a while, you really love like this character, I loved like how, where they were. And all these moves that I have, and I was like, I hope that I actually get to move use these moves on something, other than like just this this vignette. And this one was only like an hour long too, so I did that one. And then after that, I went into the uh, the prehistory the the prehistory one, where you play as the caveman, and that one's fun because it has no dialogue in it. That is like it's a it's an RPG with no dialogue. So they they kind of tell you some things. They'll like they'll say like they'll be like oh oh, and you're like and they'll be like images. That, that come above their heads, but there's nothing written out at all. So there's no like actual dialogue. So you basically. So it's like an IKEA catalog, like an IKEA instruction manual. <laughs> kind of, I guess. It's supposed to be like, uh, it's you know, it's supposed to be like you're um, you know, you're a you're a caveman, and you don't know you don't know understand language yet, but you understand like fire is hot or whatever, you know, that type of thing. You understand emojis. Mm. Oh, we're getting uh getting dark over here. John's head must be hurt. 
Turning the lights off too. Light sensitive migraines. You okay? Yeah, I'll have to podcast in the dark. Okay. Right. I'm in a different location. You're in the dark. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So so when you get to when you get to the caveman, uh, yeah, it's just like images. So you have to kind of try to figure it out. And you know, you have this caveman cl- clan, and you basically you end up you end up meeting a meeting a female. Is basically kind of what it's based around. And you like this lady and. There's this other group of cavemen that are la- that are that are led by another lady that like breaks into your clan and wants to take that lady away, and once your clan figures out that you have a lady with you, they throw you out. So like that's about where I got in the game. And you have a monkey, you have a monkey partner that's with you. You got like a monkey buddy, and it's it's kind of like juvenile, but it's funny. Like you you have moves. You basically have a farting move where you can fart on people as the uh, as the cave person. And you can like poison them with your farts and stuff like that. And of course, the monkey also has a shit move where you can throw shit at people. It's called like it's called like poop throw or whatever. And you can actually throw your shit at the at the guys when you're Joe and crap. Like that. So, so yeah, it's very uh, you know, it's it's poop and fart humor. But I I don't know. I don't care. I love it. It's it's funny. And yeah, I've just really been enjoying the crap out of the game. And yeah, I beat like what four? Yeah, I beat four scenarios so far. So. And it's only like, I heard it's only like around like 25, 30 hours. So that's pretty good compared to the 150 plus hours that I'm looking at for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. But it's a, is it a full price game? It's 50. It's $10 less. Okay. But there, there are, okay. mul- there are all multiple endings though. Uh, yeah. yeah. I heard. I'm sure it's worth it. I was and just some, curious. And some of the, I guess, I guess some, some of the levels have different things you can do. Like, like I know like Edo Castle, you can go through it without killing anybody. Or you can go through it with killing yeah. everybody, and you get different endings. And there's also a third ending if you just kill some people. And there's one if like you only kill the men, and there's one if you like kill the women too. And like wow. there's like different things you can do. So I think there's like three or four different endings you can do with that one. So some of them you can kind of, you know, if you want to go through it again, you can kind of alter your playstyle and all that. I was whenever I I figured like once I get through, I think once once I do the caveman one, I'm going to do the one with the with the ball guy. I'm going to do the one in the future that has no battle, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna go and attack the Edo castle. And I think I'm going to try to just kill everybody. Maybe <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can go and kill like the servants and stuff like that because you can finish your day off with a bloodbath. Because you can kill. Well, well, I'll still have I'll still have the Chinese one after that too to do. Oh yeah, that's the one that of the demo that I played. It was the one that I was like not having as much fun with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't played that one at all. Well, I haven't played that that uh the future future one yet. So but I'm but it's really it's great. Like it looks really good. Like the presentation is incredible. Like that's really, really impressive. There's just so much time that I'll be like, man, this looks good. And it and it, you know, makes me like think about stuff like Dragon Quest three, you know, whenever that comes out and how beautiful that's gonna be. And it makes you just really, really want Square to do like Final Fantasy four, five, and six like that. It would just be like so cool. Or just do all of the Super Nintendo RPGs like that, you know, just be, yeah, they just do it. They do it really, really well. And I think it looks better. I don't know. I think it looks better than, um, than Octopath Traveler did, but it's different, you know, like Octopath was its own brand new thing. And this is based off of sprites that already existed. So the sprites yeah. look really cool. And also the story already existed. So I feel like you you get a little bit of better story because it's the ni- 1994 story versus whatever, but. I've really, I've really been enjoying it a lot. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And what I mentioned at the beginning of the of the show is, whenever you beat each of the little segments, you get credits. So, at the end of the game, I'll probably have seen like seven credits or something like that. Actually, I think there's another character that you get after you beat the seven. So I might have eight credits and then nine credits 
when I finally beat the whole game. So that could, you know, you could tally up a whole lot of points on that. I'm not saying that you can, but it's just like, oh, hey, I got credits already. Like when I was playing the the Western one after an hour, it's like, oh, here's credits. I'm like, okay, cool. But it shows like all the voices of all the characters. And yeah, it's really cool that they got like full full voice acting for everybody. I've been playing it in Japanese just because I like it like that, you know. But it sounds great. The The English version is pretty good too, like depending on how you want to do it. So, But I highly recommend it. I'm sure you'll play it at some point, Jeremy, whenever you get a chance to. I will. To. I will. But I guess we can segue from there to your uh, troubles that you've continued to have in the Switch world. Yeah, I'm continuing to have troubles, but I would say it's my fault in this regard. I, t- I spoke last week about how, since I had such a good experience buying the generic PlayStation 4 controller, which is still amazing. I love it. Uh <laughs> That I was gonna just buy a cheap Switch controller and hope for the same results, but no, this controller sucks. I bought like a twenty-two dollar controller. It's like, what did you buy? I don't even remember the brand, but is it was the most popular one with the highest the, reviews. It's not the Power the A. Price. It's not the one you plug in directly. And actually, they lied to me. But one of the one of the perks is that you could power on the system with it. That's not true. It doesn't work. That's what it said in the description. So it's one of the main reasons I chose it, hoping for that feature to exist. But anyway, I tried playing some games with it. I I just, I didn't want to even try monster hunter with it until I tried it on something else. And Mm -hmm. so I tried it like with some D pad based games, like some of the NES and SNES classic stuff. And that was okay, but I didn't really like, I don't know. I didn't like it. And then once I, try play at any 3d games the the th- the sticks feel really loose like they feel like you push them a little bit before they start acting which, oh no that that's well, that blows it sucks that's what it feels like whenever you uh whenever you like do the the bluetooth audio like with the switch that's what that's what i notice is where you have to push the stick a little bit before the character moves so it's like it feels like there's a delay like that's what was bugging me with that if you don't it that's if you are playing with a Bluetooth controller. Like if you play it, if you play it with any of the joy cons attached to your switch, like even these, like uh, even, even these third party ones that I have, and you can do the, you can do the Bluetooth audio with that and it sounds great. But, but once you play like with any controller that's detached from it, it has like a weird delay that just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. Like it's, See, this like, doesn't, yeah. this doesn't feel like a delay. Like I've, I've, I've experienced delay mm. with Nintendo's own products, but this is a literal like dead zone in the controller. Controller is not responsive enough. Huh? Mm. It's basically like, yeah, there's it. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like the sticks too got too much room to move, but way less control within that. You know what I mean? Like it's like the outer circle of the movement is useless. Right. Mm. You just got to get into the inside part of it. So yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. I might just try to send it back and try a different one, but I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to just buy a pro controller. That's my next step. Um, that's my, that's my one more try. You have the controller nearby. Can we see what it looks like? It's downstairs. Oh, it's downstairs. Yeah. I've never seen, I've never seen the uh, PlayStation one that you got. We actually did. We did have a response uh, on last week's episode about your controller issues on Facebook. I guess I could read it now. It doesn't really, sure. it doesn't really save that, say that much, but uh, Tim Hendrickson, I, he's listened to our show multiple times, commented a bunch. Uh, listening to your PlayStation issues the last couple weeks, 
with regard to the PS4 controller charging situation, charging that on things that are not the system or directly connected to it can mess up the battery. Because I was talking about how mine just won't charge at all off the system, mm-hmm. not off the system, but I never charged on anything else because it never, ever was able to. But yeah, it also says that you can dim the light on PS4 controllers. Unfortunately, you can't turn off the light entirely as their system functionality or whatever. That's what he says. But yeah, no, I'm... You like the other PlayStation controller. I was actually... I thought about just sending you my pro, my pro controller because I don't use it at all. Like, it's a... Uh, it's just... I'm co- not against that. It's collecting dust and it's completely out of batteries. And but I were you having trouble with it? I just don't like it. I thought you were having trouble with it, but no, it was because I think it all started with uh, Tetris 99 when you stopped caring about that controller. That's because the D-pad is trash. <laughs> That's yeah. why... I mean, I I don't use it. I don't use it at all. Like I don't. I never had like. Um, I never had. I guess I don't feel so bad. It. You you didn't play as much Monster Hunter this week, which I didn't play any Monster Hunter, and I feel bad about that because I really should be playing that game. Oh, I got this. I got distracted by Xenoblade. And then which, Live which Alive. I, yeah. I really wish I would have been playing that this week, but Live Alive's great. It's definitely on my list. Let me tell you what I have been playing. You're going to be so surprised. Souls games. Yep. I've become what? a Souls fanatic. I'm a Souls fan. You say that every week for the past like four weeks. Well, I bought uh, another PlayStation 4 Souls game. Oh, God. How many are there? What'd you get? Dark Souls 3? Like, what's left? No, I, I bought Elden Ring on PS4. Oh, okay. Is I was it... finally like, you know what? I've been reading that it runs better now that they patched it a few times. And uh, just like any other game, like if I do, if and when I get my PS5, this will this automatically comes with the upgraded version of it. So oh, that's cool. And my save file will transfer over and everything too. Can you transfer from but, the PC though to it? No, <laughs> no. Oh. So I've started a new file. Oh god. So um, <laughs> what's kind of cool about it though is I like know what I'm doing and I'm making progress really fast. Like I've already unlocked a, a big chunk of the map and I've only played two or three hours, but I'm already at like level twenty something and I'm already like farming at the spots that it took me like weeks to figure out originally but now i know where they are so i can just go straight there and i've beat a few little mini bosses but i haven't gone for any of the main bosses yet but it looks so good on a big tv that's the way i wanted to play it the whole time so didn't you play your pc on the tv a little bit i tried but it had i think they call it screen tearing oh yeah it's like a line in the middle where they don't line up perfectly and they like refreshing differently what i remember screen tearing because it happened on a, on a couple gamecube games it's like when you turn you kind of see like this diagonal line like going yep. through the middle it's weird it's like it i remember like um what was it jedi outcast did that really badly on gamecube and uh even uh that's fucking simpsons game did too hit and run i remember simpsons hit mm-hmm. and run and uh jedi outcast both having really bad screen tearing as far as GameCube games go. I'm pretty so, sure that's what's happening, yeah. but it's it's constant as the images being updated on the screen or whatever the fuck's happening. It's just not consistent across the whole screen, and it's very irritating, especially if you're on the horse and you're running. Like, it's damn near unplayable. So as much as I wanted it to work that way, it didn't. But so far, the PS4 version just looks like, you know, the version I've played on the my laptop with the specs turned all the way down and uh that's fine it works so i'm having a good time with it it looks a lot better on the big tv and i've noticed more detail and having listened to the bonfire side chat podcast as religiously as i have 
now I'm actually getting to like catch better story beats. And I found some characters that I missed the first time through, you know, and I missed their stories and I'm kind of just getting a, a, a more premium experience this time around, but I did buy it. I bought the game twice already. So that's a little shameful, but it's what I did. It's not like you haven't done that before. I mean, you, I know you did it with uh, breath of the wild and, and you bought like Monster Hunter and then Monster Hunter World and you know it's happened before. You bought Fall Guys twice too, didn't you? You bought that on PC. Yeah. PS4. Yeah. I mean you bought it for a friend though, right? So you could or no, well I guess you bought it for I bought it three times then. How's uh, how's Fall Guys going? I'm sure we're all playing that game a lot, right? Now <laughs> that it came out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said earlier about switching allegiances. I just with all the controller problems I'm having, like I've only been playing my PS4 and I'm really starting to appreciate it as a game system. So fuck. That's all you got. But uh, yeah, no, I I can, uh, if I could find your address, you can send it to me or something. I can send, I can send you my pro controller because it's doing nothing. Well, that'd be kind of funny because I originally picked that up for you. I mean, yeah, you you did. And I can, I can complete the circle (laughs) and send it back to you. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but, it's uh, yeah. I just I, I just don't use it. I didn't. I was not a fan of the design of the pro controller. I don't like the way the buttons are. I don't like the where, where the analog stick is. I don't like the shape of the controller. I just just don't like it. So you can you can use it again. I like everything but the D pad. I think the controller's that's uh, it's large and fits my hands nicely. It's comfortable. I like the buttons. I like the placement of the buttons, and it's just that stupid D pad. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. The Switch is a great system for a lot of reasons, but I've just never burned through controllers like this. Like, it's never been an experience I've had. It's a shame you've been. It's really weird. You've been through so many 8 bit dos. Like, I went through one, but I played that for a long time before it died, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just the button. It was the button spring, which I think they fixed that after that because that was the very first model of that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Because mine's still working great. Like, it's been. Yeah, it's been great. But we both had the same issue, me and Jeremy, with the with the with the eight bit dough that the, the the stick cracked in the exact yeah. same spot. So that's peculiar. Yeah, mine didn't mine didn't crack. Eight bit dough don't crack. Well, mine mine didn't crack yet, and I've dropped it many a times. <laughs> I've dropped it plenty eight of times. Eight bit don't crack. But it hasn't cracked yet. It's gonna crack next week. Now that I now that I jinx myself on this, but it come well, back. I'm about to like, fucking well, crack if I can't play Switch. I'm going to lose my mind, but luckily I've got these really gruesome occult-based games in the FromSoft games that I'm playing that keep me centered. So yeah, I'm back to playing Elden Ring, and it's so fun on the TV, and I'm remembering it's like so much more fun than Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne, but once I start playing Elden again, I stopped caring about Bloodborne, which sucks. I need to beat something. <laughs> you get you gotta, you got to stay focused. you got to stay on one thing. That's what I've been trying to do. I know. I need to finish something this year. I've got four more months. I just, didn't, months. I just didn't let myself play anything else. Like I was just like, okay, I'm just going to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 until I'm done with it. And it didn't take that long. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to play Torna until I'm done with it. Like even after Live Alive had been out for a few days and I'm like, I'm too much in this Torna world. Like I know that if I stop playing it, I'm not going to come back to it. So I was just like, Torna or nothing. No, no, uh, non Torna till Brooklyn or something like that. <laughs> so. Tournament fighters, Tor- tournament fighters that'd be fun. You could fight us the blades, tournament fighters. No. <laughs> you can fight in the destroyed Torna that happens at the end. Spoilers. So, as far as my perspective goes, it might as well just be from soft reactions at this point. But I, I, I'll get, trust me, listeners, I will get back on the 
switch track what I can. We're gonna change it back to uh from we're gonna change it to from domain. That's from domain. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo uh, Soft. No, I mean I don't yeah. I don't play those games. I, well, only, I only played one of them. I know people like them. But I got I got too much Xenoblade to play. No time. It's man. an RPG like through and through. Sure. And it's the first one of its type, like this, I guess you call it a more Western RPG that I enjoy. I mean, I know it's a Japanese well, game. Because it's a Japanese Western, Western RPG. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's fucking great. It's a great game. It'll be something I play for years to come, probably. But enough about me. That's what I did this week. Well, I played Mario Kart Live uh, with my with my family. That was a lot of fun. Uh, my nephew, when I brought that up, basically I, was, I spent the day with, with my uh, nephew, my brother-in-law, and uh, and my my niece, and we went out to um, the Ann Arbor Art Fair for the day. I told uh, my nephew, uh, yeah, as he was, as the day was going on, and you know he's six years old, and it was hot outside, and he was getting a little cranky. I said, you know, if you're good, I got a surprise for you when we get back to Grandma's house. Uh, so he was anticipating the surprise, and um, the surprise was I brought Mario Kart Live. And whoa, cool. He's when I brought that out, he goes, and I quote, he goes, Whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> so it's just like a perfect six year old reaction, and he loved it. Did, yeah. did he like understand what it was, or, or were you just like, or did he, he say that like it. after he already like got to see the concept of it? Because it's like, how do you explain something like that to a kid that it's like a remote control car, but also a video game at the same time, like the mixed, you know, you have the kid watch hours and hours of YouTube videos and Minecraft videos and, and the advertisements explain it to him. Oh, so he already knows about it. Yeah, he, he, he already knew about it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he knew exactly what it was and he was ready to go. And I had to calm him down a little bit as we were setting up the track. Cause he just wanted to like jump in and play. He didn't understand that it took a, few minutes of setup this, this particular game and uh so after a few minutes of setup we got it going and and it was a lot of fun and you know everybody was old old family uh well most of the family was there my other sister lives the other side of the state but my mom and my dad were there and they were drawn into it and they were watching it my dad is is somewhat of an rc car enthusiast he's always had an rc car like a nice you know expensive model rc car do you ever have a gas powered one yes yeah <laughs> those things we, are fucking cool I've yeah, never, when, when never we were, even heard of it. When we were kids, he had a really nice one that would go like I think you could do like thirty-five miles an hour, and it was kept like in a case, and it was mm-hmm. kept up on a shelf, and that was Dad's toy, and it only came out on special occasions. And when it came out, it was like it was awesome, mm-hmm. and we never got we never got to to drive it growing up until we were like I don't know maybe maybe I was like eleven or twelve, but that was under strict supervision, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he he likes that kind of stuff, and so. Yeah, uh, he was really fascinated, and he kept commenting like, "This is a really smart design, like the way that they integrate, you know, the, the AR, and and it just seemed like such a fluid experience." You know, they, they were they were all impressed. Like when I would bump the car, if you tap the car, Mario reacts, and you know, like it it, it was exactly like the commercials portray it. It was something that everybody was drawn in everybody was interested in watching it and so i just reiterate like while this is if it's still on sale for 60 dollars, i think it's like a a no-brainer pickup just for those kind of moments like show it to the whole family um, especially younger kids like he, he my nephew loved it and he said he like every time you come over you got to bring your mario kart live and 
that, that's a thing now. I gotta I gotta bring the Mario cards every did, time I come over. Did you get to play multiplayer with the two cars then? Yep. Yeah, it was fun. How does it work? Like it's just you can do it on one system with two controllers, and it's just yeah, it's screen. one system, two controllers, split screen, side by side. Hmm. That's really cool. Uh, it's did, a full so Mario did you Kart game. did you have the track set up already when you got home, or were you traveling with them? No, I had it in the back of the car. We were all okay. riding in one car together, and I, I threw it in the back, like on the slide. It was in bags, and I had, mm-hmm. had the cars in a shoebox. Uh, so I didn't. I didn't want him to like lose his attention. We were, we were going to the art fair and everything. Like I wanted him to focus on that and having fun first. Not like let's get home right away to go play Mario Kart. So I hid it from him until like the last moment, and I brought it out, brought out Mario Kart, and he's like, "Oh, whoa!" He, he was like, "Let's go." He was into it. It was it was a really good time, and I'm, I'm telling you, like it's a full Mario Kart game in in this AR package. Like it's got. It's got multiple circuits. It's got everything you'd expect from a Mario Kart. It doesn't have a battle mode, unfortunately. That'd be cool. But you can, you know, use all your items and there's coins along the tracks and everything you can think of in a Mario Kart, it, it's there. So it was a full experience and we had a lot of fun. We, we were playing it probably a good at least an hour, maybe two hours. And uh, he wanted to keep playing more. So I really enjoyed it. So that was Mario Kart. But the other thing that I did this week was i got finally the uh new hitman 3 level came out oh yeah after much anticipation and as i said about these hitman levels like they're they're not like a you know a one-off you know play it for an hour or two uh experience they're like each one of them is like almost like a full mini game in and of itself like this game this level is going to add another 20 hours of play time to this game easy for me uh there's all these different like First of all, they're just exploring the map. The map is huge. It's one of the bigger maps in the game. I've probably put two, two and a half hours into it so far. Haven't really scratched the surface on everything. I've probably seen maybe 30 or 40% of the map. Haven't really um, done many of the achievements. There's, I don't know how many achievements or quests or whatever they call it, missions there are in there, but there's always a whole bunch of them. Like, uh, like I said, a couple of times each of the levels in the rest of the game i'm only at about maybe 60 percent completion for for most of them for all that i've been playing this game you know 400 hours or something like that now so this this one level is going to add about 20 hours of play time you know including including like you know just messing around and having fun and trying to actually beat the level so i'm really looking forward to diving into it more it's a uh, that's actually a let's explain what the level is it's a it's a pirate island which is what i was referencing at the top of the show oh yeah so it's like somewhere hidden out in the ocean this secret island where a bunch of pirates are hanging out and uh, i forget exactly how it ties into the story but it does tie into the story and uh yeah it's it's cool like it's 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 so far it's it's a cool level. I'll, I'll say, like, it's not as distinct as some of the other levels. In fact, I feel like it, it feels a little bit the same to one or two, one or two of the levels that I've played before. Not to say that's bad. It just doesn't stand out like, say, the skyscraper level or the you know, English mansion murder mystery level. Mm-hmm. Like, all those have a unique pitch to them. This one's like a it's like a cool pirate island 
but it, it, it does feel a little bit like there's, there's another island level there's another level that's like a, a hideout for not pirates but ne'er-do-wells so yeah it's it's, 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 a, it's a cool level i'm looking forward to dive, diving into it more I mean, but there's there, there's no other pirate levels, so it's interesting in that way, right? There's no other pirate pirating to be had. So yeah, there's no other pirate, pirate level. It's not it's not like you know it's not like old timey pirates or something like that. It's like you know modern modern day pirates. And there are other levels where where, where it's like you know a hideout for a certain group of evil people, and uh, so it. That's my only critique. Is like it could feel a little bit more distinct. That's not to say it's not good. There's a lot of interesting things to do there. It just doesn't feel like it stands out the way that some of the other levels do. But who knows? I've only put two two and a half hours into it so far, so my opinion could change next week if I find something new. I know that there's a whole section of the level that's like I looked at the map and this is like this this really long trail that goes around the back which I haven't found the entrance way to. So I'm curious like what this really long trail is and what's what's hit, hidden back there. Well, I saw Hitman 3 updated automatically on my PS4. So hopefully so you got it. that stuff automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the benefit of having the cloud version too. It's like, oh, it's always there. All these updates are just there. Oh, you, don't have, sign on. you don't have to update it because you don't actually download it. It's not actually right. downloaded. That's the good thing about the cloud stuff is it doesn't take up any space. Like I haven't deleted mm-hmm. any of my cloud games because it doesn't matter because it's like nothing. Right. Yeah. You played through control on cloud, right? Not all the way. I, I played through enough of it to realize that I didn't like the game as, as much as other people did. I just, mm-hmm. I got stuck on a part of it and I don't know. The game really wasn't for me. It's, it's a, uh, it had this weird, I just didn't like the way it looked also. And I looked at other versions and they all look like that. It's not just the Nintendo Switch cloud version. So had this weird muddiness to it that kind of bothered me. And I guess it had it had like a film effect on it too that kind of blurred it. And I didn't like that either. And I turned that off, but it still looks kind of muddy. And, and I got stuck on a boss that I just didn't really care to play. And then I tried playing it again, like when I got the OLED to see if it'd look any better. And I just had no idea what I was doing when I started again. I just didn't know where to go and I didn't care to find out so i kind of just like was abandoning that one you know i was like "Eh, so what you're saying is you're not a control freak nice not not on the game (laughs) (laughs) not in the game world this is actually uh there's there's even more hitman dlc coming uh, sometime later this year i believe uh but, but this was the thing that i was looking forward to to the most which you know is this whole uh new level um and uh so far it's so far it's delivering but the, the other content that's coming later on that's the roguelike mode in the game which i don't know if you guys remember that being announced a couple months ago but you're gonna have like you'll have like multiple contracts we have to like jet from this island to, to that level to this level to that that level and uh follow a particular character all throughout and I'm looking forward to whenever that comes to. Was it roguelike in the sense that one death game over? I have to brush up on exactly what what the what the the mode is. So I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, if you if you die anyway, doesn't it start over? Is that I mean, if you die as I'm thinking of hardcore whatever, mode in Minecraft because that's an it's like Agent Thirteen. Like... So in the main game, yes, you die 
you you start over, but it it auto saves so frequently. It's just like you can just jump back and you know in a few minutes if you want to. But yeah, I want I'm looking forward to whenever that 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 roguelike mode comes out, and you get like a like a, your own mansion and everything. So that there's a little bit of like, I guess they they they, they kind of described it as it's gonna have a little bit more continuity between levels like whereas now the game is a little bit more episodic in design so looking forward to that i think they're doing a fantastic job this game came out last january and they're still supporting it and still updating it so i think that goes to show um, that there's a lot of people playing this game and and it's worth it maybe for the studio it's better to just keep making add-ons rather than making all new you know hitman 4 or whatever like there's like let's right. just keep yeah, it's, it's games to service. I mean, that's. I mean, that's a yeah. That's, but a free update, a free update is pretty cool. That, that's, yeah, that's kind of the world we live in, right? Where it's a, uh, a lot of it is just like. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo has been doing that too, even with their sports games. Where Did you they, see that they release one that's not done, and then they just add shit to it over time? Right. You know, this is kind of related. But did you see that the, whoever the producers of Stranger Things are going back and. Oh, that's actually Editing. that's actually that's, not that, that's not true though. They actually just it's not true. tweeted about it. the The yeah. actual Duffer Brothers tweeted and said that that was a bogus rumor, and that, that oh, it's just they, a rumor. Okay, and okay. they didn't actually yeah. edit anything. So I thought they were going to go back and get rid of something that created a plot hole in one of the earlier episodes. It yeah, wasn't that, anything I, like... that's what I heard too. I read it, but I just recently read IGN just said that they directly tweeted and said that they didn't do that. Okay, that that was that that was a false whatever. So I don't know. I guess they had. I guess in another, in another interview, like in the past, they said they might do that. And somebody said that there was a part with um, Steve that was changed. Or no, not Steve. The other guy, uh, Will's older brother. Like when he when he is like in the woods taking pictures of Nancy when she's taking her clothes mm-hmm. off. I was. I read that they took that part out to make him That's look part, to okay. make him look less pervy. But the last thing I heard he, was that it was he was pretty much uh, Marty McFly's dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he do that too, Crispin Glover? Yeah, I remember he was bird watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he fell out, and then she. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nursed him back because I, I, I mean, I know that each other. I know that Crispin Glover is already like a really weird person, so I thought it was maybe something else that he did in real life because he's uh yeah he did did some weird shit. But you know, I mean, yeah. The last thing I heard, they 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 outright tweeted and said that they didn't change anything. So I don't know. Creeps be creeping. Yeah. So whatever. But uh, yeah, let's uh, take a break and then we'll talk about news and stuff. Cool. Oh, yeah. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! 
with Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Let's talk about. I guess we can talk about the um, releases. There's not really many many of them this week. There's one release and one release own and alone, and that's called Xenoblade Chronicles. Well, one release release to rule them all, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess there there is a there is a um, Game Boy Advance Game Boy Advance game that's coming out. I think it's an original Game Boy. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look like an original Game Boy. It looks a little it looks a little too colorful and pixelated to be on a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Regular. I thought it was. It says uh, there's a game called Avenging Spirits, which I thought looked kind of interesting, which I would play if I wasn't just gonna play Xenoblade for the rest of eternity. But it looks it looks like a Game Boy Advance game. That's why that's why I thought it was a Game Boy Advance game. They call it. I want. I wonder if they brushed it up or something because this Nintendo Life article keeps calling it a Game Boy game. Yeah, I mean it doesn't look like a Game Boy game at all. Right. I agree. <laughs> so I mean it's. But it's whatever it is. It looks kind of it looks like kind of charming, like old school sixteen bit type. Uh, but I guess it was what it was like never it was never finished or something. Or it says arcade arcade turn Game Boy game. Okay. So maybe this is how the arcade originally looked. Oh, here, what's the what is Retrobit? Retrobit selling an actual Retrobit. It's it is a Game Boy. It is like an original Game Boy, or I think it's a Game Boy Color. It also you says you could it. get it on the 3DS eShop. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit! I should do that. As of August of 2011. <laughs> oh, so it's been there. It's always yeah. it's always been there. We just didn't know about it. The real there. avenging spirit is the friends we met along the way. Yes, of course. What we found out is avenging spirit was really inside of all of us. That's what we found out. <laughs> I hope so. That's how that's how most Godzilla movies end. Is that Godzilla is really inside of all of us? I just got to get all my family into ancestor worship, and then when I die, I can do some avenging. <laughs> uh yeah you could do like a generational trauma or something um yeah there's a like i said there's not um i think avenging spirit was the only one that i uh really found that i thought was intriguing of releases this week 
I can't get my switch to connect to the internet here, so I can't really tell you if there's anything else worth mentioning. But that's fine. But what we did get, which is uh, which I did actually kind of play around with the other day, is uh, we got Nintendo Switch Online updates for the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo and NES. And you know what? I didn't know that Kirby had a Puyo. Did you know that Kirby had a Puyo game? I, it's Well, Avalanche is not quite Puyo, is it? It looks exactly like it. Like watch, watch. I, re- the, I do remember Kirby's Avalanche, but I didn't know it was a Puyo game. Oh no! Watch the video of it. Like that is that I is a hundred percent a Puyo game. It has the same. It has like the same sprites and everything. That's oh what, shit! You're totally you're right. That's why I saw it and I was like, wait, I know what that is. Like it's the exact same mm. little drips and all that. And yeah, I was like, uh, I didn't know Kirby had a had a Puyo game, but yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember hearing about Kirby's Avalanche, but I never really looked into it much. Well, it's exactly the same as uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, except which with Kirby why, instead. Why? Why? Why couldn't Puyo yeah. just be Puyo back then? Maybe they just didn't think that people like knew what it was, or they just didn't. You know, like it's the same reason. Like, why couldn't Mario Two be Doki Doki Panic or whatever? Because or why couldn't Tetris uh, <laughs> no, Attack be Penelope Pond? Yeah, because they don't because they don't think anybody would understand it. So Ooh. they they, they want to throw like a throw a mascot on there that will make people this sounds like it this would be a good expect subject games that are actually other games oh uh japanese ones that had characters added right. to it or whatever yep might not be that long i don't know we'd have to do some research but yeah once once i saw like two seconds after seeing kirby avalanche i'm like oh hey it's a uh, puyo puyo pop i played that game yeah it's absolutely a puyo game i know i know what that's like so <laughs> i just like i just didn't, didn't i think know i'm confusing it in my head with uh warriors woods because they had a similar aesthetic. Mm, yep. Yeah, that one's different. Anyway, that one's on there. But the only one that I actually played of these is uh, Fighters History. I always wanted to play Fighters History because there's a whole thing about didn't they like didn't like Street Fighter sue them like out of like their characters being too similar or something like that. I remember that being a thing. What I don't remember was. that. that Neo Geo thing. Game, I was Plus, Day to East. But I, I mean, I played it, and I don't think it's. I mean, I don't think it's any closer to Street Fighter than like something like World Heroes is. If you ever played World Heroes, World Heroes is like the same damn game, you know. I thought the menus looked like just from the trailer, like the menus looked like Street Fighter. You had that blue background and the same sort of character icon layout. And the the influence was obvious to me from the trailer. I've not played the game yet. Yeah, I, I I played it. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's every like every fighting game at that time that wasn't like Mortal Kombat was a, was a Street Fighter knockoff. So, oh I mean, yeah. So I mean that's you know like seriously play uh, I mean I don't think I don't think World Heroes is on there but I I used to play World Heroes in high school on Super Nintendo I, I played it because it because it was a Street Fighter knockoff it was like the same damn game but I didn't care it was just like more you know more stuff to play with the same Street Fighter engine so but I I don't think the I didn't think the characters looked like that similar but whatever I mean you can throw fireballs you can do you can do uppercuts you can do like a uh, flying kicks that are like uh dragon uppercuts like that's what I did with one of the characters be all you can but I played it one out while I was editing because I've always been intrigued by it just because of the whole like controversy between them and Street Fighter and I don't really know why because I don't think it's I don't think it's all that close maybe because they are in different well world heroes is the same thing like I said <laughs> I've seen it in other games it's not really it's not really that big of a deal uh, I haven't played Diva story six the nes game i don't really know what that is you probably i mean you know in all of these all of these games that are coming out for super nintendo and nes are basically it's a shooter stuff that 
nobody yeah. fucking knows anything about. Obscure shooter from '86. Yeah, the full well, name is. I think it was Japan exclusive. Diva Story Six: Imperial of Nersertia. Oh, Imperial of Nersertia. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember that place. Nersertia. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you go through the cupboard to get there. <laughs> it's it's a shooter, but it's like a but it's like a side scrolling looking shooter. It's different from like the top like the regular like top going top down going up ones that you would see a lot of at the time. Because you're little robots and you're like still jumping like on the ground and all that. I probably still won't play it, but you know, uh, good good on them for putting some more Nintendo Switch Online stuff on there. Hooray! I mean, the Fighter History was the coolest thing that I saw. Didn't they already put Puyo on? They did something. They are well. They already yeah, put Puyo already, is already there. It's already on Nintendo Switch Online. They actually well, yeah. they put the Japanese only release Puyo. Was it Puyo Two? Right on Super Famicom. It's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it has the different. Because they make it like the boxes, so it has the Super Famicom box, so it's all like vertical, and it looks really weird compared to all all the normal ones. Like same thing with the uh, with Panel de Pond. It's got it's got the different it's got the different box on there, so it kind of well. It's really, definitely been a literal really avalanche of Kirby titles being released on the classics. So uh, I guess it kind of falls into falls into that vein. But what's left, even really, at this point? I think there's. I mean, I'm sure. There's Besides a, the Game Boy games, but I'm sure there's some other Kirby stuff that didn't make it yet. I don't know. I don't. I don't know all of the Kirby games on Super Nintendo. I think all the mainline um, console games are out now. Besides, well, is Epic Yarn on the Switch? No. Okay, mm-hmm. except for Epic Yarn. Well, there's all those 3DS games too that aren't. They on don't there. count. But they're so good. <laughs> like the, they... the Game Boy ones in particular count because that's where he started. But I'd say any other portable after. And leading up to the Switch doesn't count. Well, I guess you obviously haven't played those. Because Kirby Triple Deluxe is really good. And so is uh, Robobot. Like both of those games. Oh, yeah. Really Robobot is supposedly really good. It's a yeah. 3D game, too, right? Yeah. Triple Deluxe is awesome. Actually, I was playing that while I was playing uh, The Forgotten Land. And Triple Deluxe is awesome. Like it has it has a move where you can like inhale like the whole room pretty much. It's like it's kind of the original mouthful mode, I guess. <laughs> but it's. No, it's really cool. It's got some really interesting design designs on that. And I, I really wish that a lot of these like really creative 3DS games won't just like die on the system, which I don't think they will. I'm sure Nintendo will find a way to bring them on to the next thing and charge you like $50 for it or something. But it would be worth it because that game is good. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles got reviewed pretty well all over the place. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, got like a 10 out of 10 from Nintendo. Did IG Nintendo really give it a 10? No, oh, uh, Nintendo Live. Nintendo Live gave it a 10 out of 10. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. It's, oh, I see it now. It's basically like um, like they get an 8 out of 10. These are like the only ones that I watched. It was Game Explained and Game Explained, uh, Nintendo World Report, uh, IGN, and uh, Xenoblade. And, uh, not Xenoblade. And, uh, and Nintendo Life. <laughs> but I mean, it's basically what they're saying is it's, you know, they, they've kind of like streamlined it and it's more, you know, the, the side quests mean more. Like there's not as many of them and all the characters are interesting and worth spending time together and all that stuff. So I'm excited to play it. It's a couple days away. Hopefully I'll have time to at some point because I'll be out for the weekend, but I'm going to hopefully get to play it because I'm very excited. Well, you have that OLED, so that's nice. Yeah, it should look it should look nice on it whenever I get to play it. And I, and I played all the other ones, so I'm ready to get into it. You even finished uh, X, didn't you? No, <laughs> I did not play X. I was that was uh I said that I was gonna play X if I uh beat Torna really early and I ended up putting like twenty plus more hours into Torna, so I didn't. 
so I didn't play X. But you know, there's there's always time between Xeno Four or something like that. Actually, when I was editing, when I edit, like sometimes I like to just throw something on the TV and then I'll just play something on the Switch too, so I can just have something in the background to look at occasionally. And I was watching a playthrough of Xeno Saga on PlayStation Two, and that's a weird game. Like I remember, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it before, but I bought that game when I first got a PS2 and I took it back cause I didn't like it. And also I got stuck on it really early. Like it was hard, but it's, yeah, I was watching it and I was like, man, this is a bizarre ass game. The characters look weird. Like the stories, like they throw a lot of stuff at you at once, like with the different factions and the, and the space people and all that, but it has the conduit it has the same conduit symbol that you see in Xenoblade. Exactly. Like the same uh, symbol that's on the blades and, the conduit that you find out like brought all the dimensions together and all that stuff. So there's a possibility. I always wanted them to re-release those for switch, like the Xeno saga ones, but I don't know after watching the playthrough, I'm like, I don't know if I want to play that game, but uh, I, w- I was reading up on this uh, F zero rumor stuff, of course, because uh, I'm a big fan of the game. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? But uh, yes, but yes, it's, it's, I guess this person, uh, Silex Hunter, which was a character from uh, Metroid prime hunters. They posted some, I guess, some stuff that they predicted, like, you know, I feel like all this, I mean, all this stuff already happened, like Bayonetta's release date and the partner direct and all this shit. And then they also, like, did, like, a coded a coded message that's, like, ones and zeros. And I guess the coded message mean meant you got boost power, which is a quote from, from uh, F-Zero GX. So, I don't know. I don't believe any of that because F-Zero is, has been dormant for so long. But if it happens, hey. Also seems a little attention attention grabby to to like put it in put the message in binary code like yeah. you know I mean all of these all of these like I heard a thing is very are always attention grabby like whether it's in yeah whether it's in binary code or not but also like he tweets after or they t- tweet after that and say manage your expectations you know before you hear about it. so it could be like. It could just be like a hat that says F Zero on it that Mario can wear in Mario Kart Eight or something. You know, it could be something that stupid, and they'll be like, "I did it! Look, I am the I am the magician." You know, give me followers now or whatever. I don't know. F Zero is already on the NSO, right? Uh, it F, is. Yeah, F Zero One and F Zero X. G Yeah, yeah, X. Not GX. Well, maybe GX is coming. I would love it because I love that game, but that would mean that we would need a. GameCube thing. I always I want to call it ZX because of the ZX spectrum. I, everyone calls it <laughs> ZX. So I always want to call it F Zero ZX. Weird. F Zero Gen X, the you know hipper, younger, cooler version of. <laughs> and you want to call the F-Zero. arcade the F Zero X? The nihilistic forefathers of the uh, millennials. Um, the Legends of Heroes. That that one has actually been was announced a long time ago, but I guess it just finally got a release date. Yeah, uh, September twenty seventh. Legends of Heroes: Trails from Zero is actually a game that I've been. I mean, it's you know I've been wanting to get into the Trails of Cold Steel games that are on Switch, and there's three and four, but there's not one and two, and they all they all go into each other. So I didn't want to play the third one without playing the first and second one. But even before that, there's like Trails from the Sky. I think is the original one, but this one is a whole Mm -hmm. is another part of that as well. The Legend of Heroes: Trails from Zero is a whole nother story like in that same world of like the trails of cold steel thing. So I've been intrigued by it, Mm. but it's still not the very beginning of the saga of the characters. I didn't realize it was the same 
series. I, I didn't realize there was a trail series. There is, yeah. There and it's mm-hmm. by this. It's the same. You know, it's the same company that does the ease stuff. So it's a Falcom <laughs> game. So that means that it'll have incredibly amazing an incredibly amazing sound. I think a really confusing part is that they're trails just like the tail it's trails rather than tails 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 and trails yeah Yeah. (laughs) right so but yeah I mean I'm still probably going to try to give it a look I don't know people say it's really good Uh, hopefully I'm not completely lost because I didn't play the other one did you guys check out this Proteus game I don't think so take a look because Trey this is right up your alley is this was this game Maybe I'm thinking Proteus with a T. This is Proteus with a D. Okay, you know what? I'm thinking of a different game. I was like, I've I've seen this before, but yeah, it's Proteus that I've seen, which is a, a voxel-based game. Mm. This one's a first-person shooter, uh, you know, '90s Doom style, but not 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 exactly like that. Like the visuals, they look like a like a modernized version of those kind of those kind of things. Like, I don't, I don't know what you would call it if it's if they're using voxels or or, or what, but it, it's it's not the, it's not the same old you know modern retro that we're all getting kind of tired of. It's like its own thing, and the visuals they look really cool. I'm very interested in this game. I mean, what is what is the modern retro? Like, like what do you mean? You mean like the indies yeah, that, yeah, look, that the... look like retro games? Yeah, I mean like you know the, starting with like the Calabanga collection. And, I like the Calabanga collection, I, though. I mean, that's a collection, though. That's totally modern. Or no, no, no. I meant like uh, Shredder's Revenge. Sorry. I mean, because well, I mean, I, I, I was, I was like, because I'm not. I like the the first person shooters that look like old school Doom that are good to play. They're called. I found out they're called boomer shooters. I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> I hope not. No, yeah, this game. That's does, what they're. That's that's literally what they're called. This game does look cool. It kind of looks like sort of like the art style of like a. Duke Nukem, I guess, is what kind of comes to mind for me from what, me watching it. Is it like one of those things that's not coming out till like two years from now, or does it have like a? It doesn't have a release date, but basically, uh, what happened was this: there was a Taiwanese, uh, the Taiwanese ratings board added a rating for this game for PS4, PS5, and Switch. Uh, so it's right now it's uh, the trailers are advertising that it, it's. It's coming out sometime soon on Steam. So who knows when when uh, the Switch version is going to come, but according to the Taiwanese rating board, it's coming. Well, uh, according to the internet, uh, Proteus came out in 2020 on Steam. It came out November 9th in no, 2020. So it depends on whatever it'll come out after that. But sure, it looks cool. I mean, it does look like a, a modern retro, modern retro first-person shooter. But that's fine. I like those games. The ones that look old but play new. Those are my favorite types of first-person shooters to play. So, cool. Okay, boomer. I'm not old enough to be a boomer. <laughs> you're an elder millennial. I'm too young to be a boomer. <laughs> oh, wait. You're a geriatric millennial. Because I am, too. I'm wait. Like, you, yep. mean, you mean like I'm a performer? No, I'm not. I'm like, I'm like two <laughs> years younger than you. It's not that much of a difference. I mean, John, you were born in 82 or 83? 82. I mean, millennials. Uh, oh wait, what? When were you born in eighty two? October second. October. Oh, we're so close. So you're in very age. close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, millennials go back as far as seventy nine, even. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're definitely a millennial. No, I, I, I'm, I am, I am myself. I am my own bird. I do not fall <laughs> under the category of whatever people say. 
Don't label it. I don't don't know. label people. I want your I want your blog and I saw where you wrote Elder Millennial Trey ZX Spectrum Lover. <laughs> you actually spell it Z X Z E D E X. Isn't that isn't that Z X from like the seventies or something though? Like uh that it's thing's the fucking, thing's fucking old. Anyway, uh speaking of old, uh the the T M N T the Cowabunga collection is coming out at the end of August. August. August 30th. We got a release date officially from Comic-Con, which happened last week. Fucking finally. I don't know if yeah. you I don't know if any of you were following Comic-Con. I did kind of I followed no, I peeked in. I followed the Marvel timeline stuff, like the new phase shit and all that. I knew they weren't going to I knew they weren't going to unveil the real thing I want to know and that's the cast of the Fantastic Four movie, but they're not going to say that until the D23 event. So that Chris Pratt. We'll see. <laughs> Chris Pratt's already in there. It's already in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but this is the multiverse version of Fantastic Four where it's all Chris Pratt. It's a whole Fantastic Four family of Pratt's. No. I would, God, the the thing, uh, the Chris Pratt is the thing would be the worst. It'd be the worst version (laughs) of the thing. And there's a posthumous Gilbert Gottfried. I mean, he's dead. He can't be in it. Uh, Each of the Pratt's is is doing the Mario voice in this Fantastic Four movie. Oh, my God terrible <laughs> but yeah cowabunga collection uh you only got like a month to wait so you can finally play i'm i am actually really in i am interested in this game like I pro- i've said it before just because i i do want to like play those games that i didn't play like turtles in time and manhattan project like i never played any of those i want to play the tournament fighters on genesis i'll play the nes one the original one a little bit but i don't like that game so it probably won't be very for very long because it's unfairly hard and not fun but I, but right. I will uh, I'll play all the other stuff that's on there, like especially the arcade stuff. So cool. I kind of want to have a pizza party at my house when it comes out, and then have yep. some folks over and just do like all turtles beat 'em up games. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun thing to do. Do it. And, yeah, I don't know uh, which one I'm, I'm playing first. I think I might go for Hyperstone Heist. That's the one that I have the least experience with. I've never played it. I might go only, for uh, uh, what's the what, the Game Boy one? Fall of the Foot Clan. I want to play that. I have. Oh that, yeah, I have that I've game. Yeah, I've not played the Game Boy ones either. I, I mentioned I think that, that that'll be the first one I play. I mentioned that one. It's uh, it's good. I mean, well, I liked it when I was a kid. I don't know if it's necessarily good now, but but try it and tell me how terrible it is. Because it's like two D, right? It's like side on or whatever. Oh yeah, no. It's the thing is, is that the sprites are really big in it, so it's like the characters take out take up most of the screen. So it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. It's like that weird. Uh, it's like that China Warrior game or whatever that was really terrible. That's like the same thing that happened with that, where mm-hmm. the the character sprite is so big that you can't tell whatever what else is happening. So you kind of walk through the game and stuff kind of comes at you and you attack it. But I thought that the detail was really good on it. I thought the turtles looked cool. And uh, and I mentioned before when you beat the game, you get the same paragraph that you get from the end of the arcade game. It, well, you have to beat all of the levels. Because it lets you pick what other level you want. So you can go straight to, like, Krang at the beginning if you want. Mm-hmm. And also the Konami code is in there, and it refills all your life 100% if you put it in right. You can only use it once per stage. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, that's a, that's a game that I played a lot of, obviously, because I remember a lot of dumb shit about it. But I think the, the first game that I'm going to play when I get it is uh, the, the Turtles Tournament Fighter on Super Nintendo because I remember that game being fun, and I want to play it again, so... That's my first. That's my first play of Cowboy I guess Collection. Turtles in Time has a versus mode on it that I'm interested in checking out. I don't remember it, but 
Is it like double uh, dragon A mode, B mode? I think it's like that, yeah. And uh, so I don't remember. I'm sure I played it, but it's probably unremarkable, you know, if I don't remember it at all. But it's in there. So there's another TMNT fighter sort of yeah. in there for you. But I mean, I'm anxious that... to dig around in all the extras. So I was listening to uh, Chris Kohler was, was on a segment on IGN talking about all the work that he put into it, adding extras to the game. And, and he said that, you know, Konami basically asked him, so, you know, you know, what kind of thing do you want? Do you want, like, the artwork? Do you want this and that? And he had access to the whole treasure trove, the whole archive. And he said, I want everything. So that that's another thing that I'm looking forward to. Like, I I, I love these retro collections, but sometimes and often they're, they're, they're lacking. They're just bare bones. They're just the games. This sounds like it's going to be one that, that perhaps maybe sets the bar for for extra i hope so didn't uh didn't chris kohler work on the um the blizzard collection that i got to because mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. had a lot yeah, of really cool so. videos and stuff on it which that i did watch so if there's some development videos i'll probably end up watching them on there he also did not like the labo vr said that you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh join our patreon and you can hear him talk about uh how much he dislikes the labo vr that's that's one of our early uh, expansion pack episodes and some extra interviews that didn't make the regular episode so check that out yeah but i think something that's that's kind of interesting or important for some people is that there's finally going to be another fifa game coming to switch didn't they only do yeah. one didn't they do like fifa 17 or something like when, when the switch first happened and then they abandoned so. it for five years yeah and now ea has remembered the switch again yeah another not only another soccer game, another FIFA game, but another EA game coming to the Switch. So that's cool. You know, I mean, I'm not into FIFA and, you know, serious sports games and all that, but I'm happy for those people who are. Yeah, I'm wondering, because uh, I guess, the, I mean, the other FIFA game wasn't very good, I think, that, that came out to Switch. Just because they kind of like half-assed it, they didn't really put... I guess or I guess there was a FIFA 22, wasn't there? I guess there was one. I don't know. It's, uh Yeah. There was one from last year, but they're like legacy edition and they're, and they're, they're kind of, they're, they don't cost as much. Like this one's going to be $40 instead of $60 when it comes out. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure some FIFA fan might want to play it portable. I don't know. This seems like the people who play FIFA are real, are real serious about it. So they might rather play it on steam deck or something that'll look better and play it portable. I don't know. Tell me about this Nintendo hardware thing. Isn't that the one that you used, John? The 2005 uh, dongle? Um, did I have to? No, I don't think I ever had that. Because you bought an adapter. You, you bought. A... I remember the dongle. Oh no, this is a you didn't you didn't buy a Wi-Fi adapter. You bought an Ethernet adapter, right? Yeah, and so they, they're talking about. Uh, so Nintendo has said to people, stop using the 2005 Wi-Fi dongle. This would be something like for. That be that basically, I think it came out for for the the DS and could be used for the Wii and all that. It was so you could use your PC's Wi-Fi with your DS like directly instead right. of having to like connect it to a router or whatever. Right. It, it, yeah, it served as a router. It's basically yeah. If you don't have a router, you would plug it into your computer, right? And that's how you would do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But they've said that it's no longer considered secure. So huh. all the people still logging on somehow for some <laughs> reason through their 2005 Wi-Fi dongle, cut it out. That's funny. Yeah, I don't. I never. I, I kind of. I vaguely remember that thing existing. Thomas Dolby exclusively uses those. 
Everything is wireless. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Yep. Long time. Haven't thought about Thomas Dolby in a long time. <laughs> long time. Were you blinded by science? Uh, once. It was a very expensive uh, medical procedure afterwards. There's a comic book about it. On America's Got Talent this week, uh, there was a performer who goes by Freckled Zelda, and she was dressed like Zelda, and she even had a, like a, a, a Triforce earrings, and she played the ocarina. And, did she play uh, Zelda songs, or was she play like more like contemporary stuff? She did not. She played uh, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean, got- that fits into kind of a new age slash, let's just uh, use Native American stuff for fun. I figure it's just, yeah. just trying to uh, do like fan service to anybody who who has nostalgia for old for old uh you know like the those that era of uh disney animated movies i guess right. pocahontas came out what in like 95 it's like one of the newer yeah well obviously not newer but you know newer compared to like pinocchio and shit like that honestly you know? it kind of right. marked the end of their second golden age and then they kind of came back but only with pixar's help with yeah. frozen yeah i think so I think Pocahontas was like an okay movie. It wasn't it? wasn't at the heights of like Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin. Mm-hmm. It was a step down. What do you mean they came back with Frozen? Like I don't think they were ever gone. And Frozen, was I think Frozen. That movie well, was Frozen. Trash. No, Frozen like yeah. infected children's heads, unlike right. anything since probably I think Lilo and Stitch kind of did, but before that, really nothing kind of came close to Frozen before like Beauty and the Beast and Pocahontas yeah. and. They took it in the late 90s and veered into like, you know, straight to video territory a little bit, kind of with the animated stuff. But anyway, this, uh, I I didn't uh, think that, I didn't think that like Pixar had lost popularity before, before, well, Pixar and Disney were actually separate. Pixar was like a little separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's because they uh, stole so many songs from, uh, from that, uh, from that other movie that that was why they, uh, didn't they, didn't they steal a lot of their songs from uh what the fuck is it called the um that one like a uh, musical with the French Revolution in it they made a movie about it and uh Les Misérables yeah <laughs> so that that snowman song that. is very similar to a song from Les Misérables look at that I had no idea there's a joke in Dead in Deadpool too about it oh, is that know. Andrew Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah I think so well then there's also like scandal that he stole a song from. And Phantom of the Opera from Pink Floyd. So yeah. I've been reading about that. I mean, there's also the whole thing about like um, the Lion King being stolen from Kimba the White Lion, the Japanese yeah. cartoon. So whatever. Oh, it absolutely was. And it also kind of reminded me of this uh, little known uh, play by uh, Shakespeare called Hamlet. Yeah. Also that as well. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know <laughs> that too. But the characters' names are very similar, and not just Kimba and Simba, like the other. The other yeah. characters are also very similar to the to the Kimba it's characters. It's like Lafar, and... like Scar, and all those people are kind of the are already exist in that show. But whatever. Anyway, some person sung a song on a show that nobody watches. Cool. Uh, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, a, moving on. There's a Mario Kart ride, uh, not or not ride, but uh, ride on toy, kind of like Power Wheels that Jack Specific announced at at Comic Con. So you can have your three-year-old ride around in a Mario Kart. My question is, why didn't they make an adult version of this? <laughs> I mean, you could get it for your. Uh, I mean, is your is your is your nephew like too old for this? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's like, he's like five, like right? Three-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. 
it goes uh was it like two and a half five and eight miles per hour so it goes real fast so 50, i mean eight, eight miles per hour is pretty quick for a kid easy. to be driving yeah eight miles per hour is kind of fast you watch a kid like riding a, a bike with training wheels and their parents are kind of walking behind them on the sidewalk i'd say that's a solid eight miles per hour probably they got the helmet on they're safe yeah i don't know i, I think they probably assume that an adult would just paint their go-kart to look like a Mario Kart if they wanted to. Yeah. Because generally go-karts are a pretty custom thing. I don't think a lot of people are buying go-karts that aren't also somewhat knowledgeable about fixing them and customizing them. There are go-kart companies that make go-karts and why is there not like a, or maybe this, I don't know, an official licensed Mario Kart go-kart that you can just go to your go-kart store and buy. Go to your local go kart, Mark. I mean, it would probably just it would, it would probably just be like a cover, right? Like a molded thing that you put on top of it. Because I had a go kart when I was a kid. I thought you meant the business was going to be like a cover. Yeah, it's a cover for the mop. <laughs> it's a cover for the mop. No, my I had a I had a go kart because my dad won one in a co- in a contest. It was an Indy five hundred go kart, and it had like a you know it had like the the F one racer like mold that went on top of it. Wow. And, and and when I got too old, you know, when I got too tall to where I didn't fit in there, we just took the top off and then it was just a regular go-kart. So all you mm. need is just like a little topper to put on top of your go-kart. That's this gas powered though, right? Are. The one that we had, it was yeah. like a, it was like a, uh, it was like a mower motor. Like you, you like you yeah. pulled this, you pulled the string like a motor and, and we kind of fucked around with it and made it like, we like made it so it would drive the fastest. And I think I flipped it one time. So we, nice. we we fucked around with it a lot. Like when I even yeah. when I was towards the beginning of high school, an older friend of mine actually helped me like trick it out and all that, so it would so it would drive faster. And that's awesome. I remember it flipping <laughs> over from taking a turn too quick and all that. So I do. So I do if have, you a have lot photos of, or video of that. I would love to see it. Not of me flipping the go kart, but, uh, but no, just a go kart in particular. But there's no. I, there, I'm sure there's pictures of me as a kid, like in the go kart with my sisters and I my dad see and stuff like that. I know my mom has some, so I just have to find them whenever. Hell yeah, I, I've seen them. Like there are, there are like old, old like. I want to see Trey in a go kart. <laughs> there, there are there are old analog pictures of me in a go kart. So of me like very oh. very young me in a go kart with my taking on a Game Boy camera. So I want to hear more about flipping the go kart and how you didn't seriously injure yourself. <laughs> well, he didn't flip it, right? Somebody else was in it. Right? Oh no, I think I flipped it. I think I I thought it was when I was. Uh, I thought I flipped it when I was a. Uh, um, but, I mean, I was older, though. I was like 13 or something when I did that. Did you have memory loss after this go-kart flipping incident? <laughs> That's why you don't remember? I mean, you, you've you've had some trauma, so... I mean, I, you so know... Being a go-kart might not be as bad as other shit you've been through. That's true. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it just... I flipped it and it stopped when it, you know... Because it, it's because the, mm-hmm. the tires weren't on the ground. I just, I just don't remember it being as bad as you would think. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Happy 35th anniversary to Double Dribble. Hell yeah. Double Dribble. There's a game that Boonsfeld. Jeremy likes and Boonsfeld, yeah. Oh, I forgot to, <laughs> man, I already finished it. I forgot to to add like weird, uh, the weird audio stuff to our, to our last uh, Patreon episode, like <laughs> the extra spoken stuff. Oh, well, I'm not going back to that one. Sorry, it's already done. But yeah, so, uh, Double Dribble, what a game. We talked about it in our f- best favorite NES games episode, Patreon Look it up. Man, it's so old. 35 years. Yeah. It's like almost. It might be. It's the best basketball game on the NES, in my opinion. I mean, sure. I can't argue that. I never played any of the. Gameplay wise, as far as like the 
ability to track who you are on the screen, mm. that's iffy at best. I, n- I never really played any of the other basketball games on NES, so I, I I'll find I'll find agree with you because I didn't play any other any other of those. Yeah, it's odd that there was never like a, a official Nintendo basketball game, like the way that there was baseball and ice hockey and uh, base. What, what what other sports? I don't know. There, there, there was a bunch of Nintendo sports games. But they there's never tried. A, there's Mar there's Mario three on three on three DS. There mm-hmm. was a. It came out years later, but there was a a Mario basketball game. I think it was. There was was like a street ball game. Yeah. Oh, there was. There was also also NBA Street, which had Mario characters in it, but that wasn't a Nintendo made one. Mm -hmm. NBA Street Three on GameCube had. That's right. You could play as the Mario characters in there, but uh, yeah, Mario Hoops uh, Three on Three, I thought was. uh, That's the regular DS game, right? uh, Mario Hoops Three on Three on Three. Yeah, I thought was regular DS. It was. it was. I think it was actually made by SquareSoft. Weirdly enough. Yep. It was. Right, because it has because it has some yeah Square Enix, so it had some Square characters in there. But there was also a different Wii game that was Mario that had Mario playing basketball on it. But I think it was like a collection of sports, and one of them was basketball. Also in Wii Sports Resort, you could shoot basketball. So there you go. You could shoot hoops. It was called like um, Mario Sports Mix. That's what it's called. That's the Wii one that has. Mario basketball in it as well. Mm. Also a Square Enix game. So <laughs> they made both of them, Mario Sports Mix and and Hoops 3 on 3. Anyway, let's keep moving so we can be done with this soon. Oh, <laughs> uh, a Nintendo one of Nintendo's old workers joined Platinum Games. I think I, I heard about that a couple weeks ago. Um it's just kind of it doesn't have anything to do with like Nintendo possibly buying the company or anything like that. It just basically, you know, he wasn't working and he needed somewhere to work, so he started working there. It's when it's what I heard. It, there's no like extra conspiracy theory or anything like that, or has have anything to do. It's just you know needed a job and used to work for Nintendo, and now they're. Working I would there. love if Nintendo just made them a second party, but I know they're still releasing games for other yeah. platforms, so maybe they're happy doing that. I would think. I mean, I don't know. I would think so. I don't know what they do. Uh, what they've done. Didn't they do stuff aside from? Uh, well, there was that one that was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. That did ended up getting canned, and I guess it's kind of sort of close to what Bayonetta three is going to be, where you control like a giant monster, like while you're mm-hmm. I don't know, I forget what it's called. Do you guys look at this uh, Nintendo's twenty twenty two employee guide? I did this not. Is really cool. Can you stock Can you stock Nintendo workers through there? Will it give you like a Chip Tanaka's number or something? If he still works, nothing there. like that. But this is just an article from Nintendo Life uh, pointing out how cool the, the design of this this uh, new employee guide is. This is like something you get when you you just start working at the company, and it's a little I don't know what, what you call it, a, basically like a, a brief to to let you know this the history of the company. This is the place you're going to be working at, and this is kind of what it's like to work at Nintendo. And they have it styled after like a travel theme, so you have a nintendo passport uh a ticket you have like it looks like a little nintendo journal and it's just like man that nintendo magic even trickles down into their like important company documents and such a cool thing i think one of, i think one of the coolest things from it is the passport and if you look at like the little stamps that they've got on there mm-hmm. they're all kind of based off of like 
you know, there's like a punch out stamp and there's like the octopus thing from Game and Watch and there's the ball right. guy and there's like a it shows like the original Famicom on there. It's the history of the company going back to yeah. 1889. So there's some really, like, really cool looking stamps on there. I like the thought of an employee like working at Nintendo for maybe not very long, mm-hmm. but getting a couple of these like little in company things and just selling them on eBay. Like they get fired and then they just sell the stuff on eBay. They're like, well, I'm good for a little bit. Right. They could think yeah. the article even says that, that these things pop up on eBay every once in a while. I mean, yeah, if you're not working in the, there anymore and you need some cash, uh, do it. I like the thought of somebody working at Nintendo who needs a, a little a little brief on the history of Nintendo and what Nintendo is. Like, oh, well, really? Like, what's this what is Nintendo? Mm. <laughs> I thought that was just something you said when you were playing Hanafuda. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What does, yeah, what does Nintendo don't? I don't know. Uh, I also, I saw that um, Kenichi Okuma passed away. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, he's a composer from Smash Brothers. Brothers. I was thinking about really trying, young. I was thinking about trying to do, a, like, trying to find some of his music, but it, there's not really a whole lot other than Smash Brothers that I saw as far as credits go. But Smash Brothers is Ooh, a very... esophageal cancer is no joke. Yeah. But oh, no, he's God. only like, I mean, he's only like a few... 56. It's only oh like 14 gosh. years older than me. so That's a bad Yikes. one. That's a bad one. Yeah, so very young, 56. Yikes. So rest in peace. And, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't, he, wasn't Iwata in his 50s too when, when we lost? Hug yeah, your loved he was, ones. He was 55. Yeah, he was really young too. So he's just a little bit younger than him. Yeah. But his music got to be heard by millions and adored by millions and will continue to be adored by millions. Mm-hmm. And on a similar note... Um, we lost an, an actor from uh, well related to this the theme of this show. Uh, he was in the movie Tron. Oh, we're much and, better than uh, that movie. Yep. <laughs> that movie. Yeah, I don't like that movie. But uh, but uh, they were uh, more yeah. about Titanic on this show. <laughs> oh, because uh, we're thinking David Warner. <laughs> that maybe in the, maybe in this episode. No, I, I, David Warner. He's he was uh, he was kind of a horror icon. He was in a lot of horror movies. And more horror television shows later. He was also on Twin Peaks. Don't forget, anybody who was on Twin Peaks, I salute them because that's one of the best shows of all time, and definitely the I show I've remember. seen the most out of. All I like of them. him as Bob Cratchit in the 1984 made-for-TV Christmas Carol. <laughs> that's my favorite depiction of him. For me, it was always the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- uh, Ninja Turtles two scientists. You know, he was the guy. Oh yeah, who, with the, with the, the show in the ooze. Yeah. yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, he was a, a, a major uh, character in that movie. And every time I saw him, that was the first time I ever saw him. And every time I saw him after that, I'm like, this is the Ninja Turtle scientist guy. He is one of those actors who just pops up here and there in all these different roles. And and uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be missed. So, I mean, he he's in, I, I was seeing nice. him all over the place, like even towards the end now there, he was still acting in like everything. Oh, yeah. uh, and yeah. also, he. I mean, uh, one of my, uh, one thing I, remember him from more than turtles with the omen like he was really good in that movie oh right he got his head cut off by the uh, glass off the back of that truck which was a very uh terrifying part of that movie when i when i saw it so he's been in multiple things uh so like i said especially like a uh, horror themed stuff because he did a lot of horror movies so and of course twin peaks as well but yeah no it's uh yeah we were we were just seeing him we we're seeing him all over the place he was on star trek too like Star Trek show and movies was in like multiple video game voices and all that stuff. 
So, but he was like, I mean, he's been acting forever. He was 80 when he died. So he's in a lot, in a lot of stuff. No, apparently no more heroes is coming to other platforms now. So no more heroes three. Oh, no more heroes three. I know no more heroes one and two were already on other platforms, but now maybe now those, uh, some of those parts will run better than they did on switch, but it is kind of, it always kind of sucks to see like a switch exclusive go to the other people. But I guess we had, Mm -hmm. well, we had like a whole year at least with that. Right. Didn't that come out last year? At least a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it was pre E3 last year. And I wonder it because there was like the um some of the open world stuff doesn't really run well, but it never really did. And I thought that was part of like the joke of it. So I'm wondering if it's if it will run better on other systems or if that's just part of the suit of five one joke about that game. Is it the open world stuff is supposed to be dumb because they don't like open world games? Because I thought that was always the joke of that. Was it was supposed to like point out how how boring a lot of open world games are and how and how empty and you know and boring they are so i don't know i feel like this must be somehow connected to you know like a exclusivity clause or whatever that yeah, lasted it's a time exclusive time. probably and yeah. it was already rolled it was already ready to roll out so did they optimize it i would doubt it i think you're probably gonna get the same game wherever you buy it yeah and for anybody who uh doesn't own a switch i guess <laughs> the whole i uh, like two of you uh you can finally play this game it was a really good game. Like I was, it was on my top ten for sure. I had a blast playing it. It's weird as fuck. It's got some really strange. It's it's a there's all sorts of different genres in there. You get to plunge a lot of toilets. But it's, it's not fun. as good as the Travis Touchdown side game, right? Oh, that game sucks. <laughs> Travis Strike, <laughs> Travis Strikes Again. I don't, yeah. I don't like that game. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for our news and our episode. But we did get um we did get a, another question from a listener that was on our Nintendo main community page, which you can find on Facebook. But I thought this would be a fun one. I already answered it, but I'll answer it again on here and ask you two about it because you haven't answered it. Uh, he asked, uh, David Hutchinson asked, you can only play three games for the rest of this year. And these are only games that came out that released this year. So these are the three games that he's going to, that he would play if he was only allowed to play three games for the rest of the year that came out this year. And, uh, it was basically, he picked Xenoblade Chronicles three, Elden Ring and, uh, the Cowabunga collection, which for, is not out yet, which but are, I well, guess technically it comes out. This coming year. Up. No, he, he was just saying that games that will come out this year, like what? Cause, uh, cause all the ones yeah, that I picked, out or will come out. Yep. all the ones that the I picked Xeno weren't 3 out is yet. Technically not out, yeah. Yeah. All the ones that I picked weren't out either. Like I picked, uh, if I could only play three games for the rest of the year, I pick Xenoblade Chronicles three, uh, Splatoon three, and Bayonetta three. So I got the three. I got the three of threes there. The the, the three games for Switch. If if I could only if I could only do those, that's what I would do. I thought about picking Pokemon, but I don't know how how that'll be. You know, compared to like uh, Arceus and all that. So I didn't pick that. I was like, well, uh, I'm pretty sure Splatoon three will be great. And that's and if I could only play that and Xenoblade. That's already like a hundred plus hours. Plus, I thought Bayonetta mm-hmm. three looked really cool, so I kind of went for more, uh, you know, new release stuff that isn't out yet. Pull from that old uh, October time with all the other shit. I thought about picking like Near Automata and, and Persona and Persona Five, but those games are already out on other stuff. I wanted to go for the more exclusive shit. What are your answers for that? I mean, this is definitely on the spot kind of thing, but I'm in agree. I'm going to agree Elden Ring. I mean, obviously, I already talked about it this episode that I started it over again. 
But otherwise, I, I definitely want to switch things. So I'm going to say Monster Hunter because I've still got so much left to do in Monster Hunter Rise that it would actually probably do me really good to focus on it for the rest of the year. And then uh, finally, man, this is tough. Uh, I guess I'll say I'm going to play something old because I want to be able to play something I love for the rest of the year. So I guess uh, throw Final Fantasy VI on there. I'm going to play through that again and like just try to get everything in it. It has to be games that released oh, this, that came year. Out this oh, year. Oh, that came out this year. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that the game. idea. It's not games in general. It's just three games. If you could play, oh, yeah. so Elder Ring, you could play three games for the rest of this year that came out this year. Monster Hunter, Sunbreak, or whatever the hell it's called, Elden Ring, and uh, twenty two is the year we're in. Okay, let's see. Uh, how about you know what? It came out on the Switch this year. I'm going to say Disco Elysium because I barely touched that game, and I know there's a lot to it. So I'm just going to sink my teeth into that because I only have three games to play. That, I, I always feel like I should go back to that because I know they updated it a lot, so it runs a lot mm-hmm. better now. I've seen like mm-hmm. videos about the update, and apparently it's much better than it was that it originally re- released, and people love it. But can't bring myself to do it yet because I just have too much other stuff to play. What are the three games that released this year, John? If you only play three games, that you would play for the end of the through the end of the year. Well, like David, I'm picking Cowabunga Collection for sure. You know, having those multiple Ninja Turtles games all in one, you know, it's, it is a little bit of a cheat, as David said, but it counts. I'll do that, um, and that would also, for me, that that would that would eliminate uh, Shredder's Revenge. If not for for the the Calabunga collection, I would have put Shredder's Revenge in there, but I'll leave that out. I don't know what my other two would be. I, I would say Strikers, but then like, I'm not sure what else I'm really looking forward to that's coming out later this year. I mean, what's uh, what's already out? Like, I figured it'd be Strikers, and you could pick yep. like, I don't know, Portal Portal Collection. I know you said you were kind Portal of expired about Splatoon Three. There's not enough left there for Portal, yeah. Yeah, you kind of already yeah. played that. I've played it. I played it years ago. I played it this year. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, would, I, I mean, a game. There. If you got Sunbreak, then you would be able to play a social game that came out this year online. That's true. I might That's go with Splatoon what I was thinking, Three yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, Splatoon 3 will also be a social online game, and I know you expressed interest yeah. on that. But it just has me thinking, like, I'm not really sure what else I'm really looking forward to for the rest of the year. Like, I'm not I'm not super psyched about Splatoon 3. I'll, I'll get it because everyone else is getting it, and I should give Splatoon an honest try. I haven't yet. But really, like, what, what else is coming out later this year? Is Zelda's not coming out? Pokemon. I don't know. I need, a, I need a direct. I need a direct to guide me. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there are like, I mean, it's, it's been like, I mean, I know you're not in the RPG camp, but for RPG fans, it's been a hell of a year. Like I've just been thinking about it. I was like, wow, we got a lot of shit this year and we're going to get more shit. And of course, you know, I think the, the big ones for me are Splatoon 3, Bayonetta 3 and Pokemon are like, you know, as far as like new Nintendo things, like those ones are big, are big ones that are coming out. And also like near, near Automata and Persona 5. I'm excited about both of those. So, and whenever those other, even though I really wish those other personas would come out first, because I'd rather play those before five, but whatever. I mean, October is going to be a crazy month. So, there'll be plenty to play. So, but I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited for. Uh, well, what that, the other thing about this is that, like, you would have to stop playing anything else until while you're waiting for the other games to release, right? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think uh, I did make a joke on the thing that uh, all I needed was Xenoblade 3 for the rest of the year because that should, will probably take me as long because it's a fucking huge ass game. Mm-hmm. But if you were, but you know, if I if I did Xenoblade 3, I could probably stretch that till Splatoon 3 comes out. And Splatoon 3 is a game that you can play forever because it has the online and all the updates and all that. And I think just Bayonetta looks great. You know, maybe it may be a quicker game, but I still think it looks really cool. So those are my choices. I think I would have to go with Splatoon 3 to fill that third spot. Yeah. I mean, there's more to there's more to do with it. Like, you will, you know, if it's anything, and I'm sure it will be. Like, with Splatoon, they, what, like, added shit for, the, for, like, the first, like, three years or something? Like, two or three years? And they kept doing the Splatfests, and they always add new, they add, like, new weapons and stuff, like, every two weeks. So I'm really excited to get back into that world again. So it's going to be fun. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to this world, the Nintendo main world. Uh, that's been our episode 331. If you like the show and you want to support us and listen to more episodes, we have 40 expansion pack episodes now available Woo-woo. on the expansion pack. And that's not even including the bonus ones. So I think we have like 45 or something like that. Because we do have bonus, we do have extra ones that are also Patreon only that aren't numbered that are on there. So. There's more than 40. But yeah, we just put out our 40th one, which is uh, which is basically us talking about our favorite 16-bit games. That's Sega Genesis and and Super Nintendo. It was a fun one. So we had, we had a good time with that. And there's also a 40-minute preview on the three feed you can listen to if you want to that goes through, that just uh, has the part of our top five, our number fives for all of them, for, for the Super Nintendo and Genesis. So you can listen to that. Also, you can find us on youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at Stack. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. John Mitter. And we will uh, see you next week. Bye. Changing the endings there. <laughs>